This is Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 185, Healing for Healers. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire. We must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of the show. This is an episode... I have been putting together for weeks, if not months now, and today is the day that hopefully, fingers crossed, it's ready, and I don't go back and delete this episode after I record it, and I'm like, ah, no, it's shit. I really think today's the day. So what am I going to talk about? First off, you may think, what's a healer, Lindsay? Okay, if you're in that boat, let's just make it really clear. If you even just somewhat resonate with that term, you're likely a healer, but A healer is a person or a thing that mends or repairs something or they want to alleviate distress or anguish, okay? So a lot of professions I view as healers, but it really is a state of mind. So regardless of what profession you have, if you are going into the world and saying, I want to make it better, I want to help alleviate distress, I want to repair something, then you are a healer, my friends. Now, of course, as I said, there's many professions that that's what healers tend to be drawn to, and that's medicine, especially nurses, teachers, therapists or coaches, artists even. A lot of artists want their work to be healing, right? So that is even photographers and musicians and writers. And then I think a lot of moms are healers. And I think just based on the way certain segments of the population are, how do I want to say this, are really taught, I think a lot of Latina women grow up to be healers in the world as well. Now that's a generalization, obviously, right? But again, what we're looking at here, first off, do you identify as somebody who wants to make the world a better place? You want to solve problems. You want to alleviate distress. You want to repair something. Great. You're in the right place today. Because what I want to teach you is what I have found to be what all healers need to go through. And that's their own healing. 
okay? Now, every once in a while, there's just this healer that's out there that has likely been modeled from their healer parents or somebody else in their world, really great, healthy ways to be a healer. But most of us grow up knowing we wanna make a difference, we wanna make a change, And in that process, we're modeled behaviors of either other healers in our world who don't handle it well, and or we have to be healers from a really young age, and we have to help heal our parents or our siblings or other people around us, or we're on our own to heal ourselves. And so then what happens is you know, we develop some behaviors that obviously we need healing from. So that's the purpose of today's episode, right? Is I want to give you that healing, okay? Because I have had a huge epiphany in the past few weeks around this whole healer mindset and concept. I'll go into it briefly because I don't want to spend too much time here. But I saw in my own mastermind where I was a client at the first part of this year, so from January through June, I was in this group of all women who are making close to seven figures. I've talked about it on other episodes. I was a low baller of the group. I averaged, you know, around 200K a year. But just based on where I'm at intellectually, the coach was like, Lindsay, you need to be in the seven figure one. So as I'm in there, you know, not only am I the one that's making some of the least amount of money. There were some others that were lower too, where there were eight of us. But I started to see too where my mindset was versus their mindset and them being those who are the closest to seven figures. And I started to just see where I needed to heal to get to my next level. And so of course, as I see this in myself, I start to see it in my clients, right? And so especially in my Living the Dream Mastermind that I have. So this mastermind is for clients who have completed my Awakened Woman coaching process. After that, based on if I think they're a good fit for it, I'll invite them to join that program, right? So I was wrapping up my year with Living the Dream, and we wrap up the year typically with a live event. And so at the live event, I started to take in, ooh, okay, we've got some different people at different energy frequencies here. And I always knew that, right? Because I see them week after week on Zoom calls, but seeing people in person and seeing them over a three-day span, I was like, oh, okay, I'm really seeing the difference in energies here. And I had already had the idea for the mastermind for the next year to have something called pods. So I would have this bigger group, right? But each person would be in a pod and they would meet at the same time with the same people every single week so that they could A, get on calls that worked for them, B, get coached every single week, and C, I sort of started thinking about this at the time, but it wasn't until later at the live event that I was like, oh, I need people to be around similar energy frequencies to what they are so that they are inspired to keep rising their frequency, okay? So as I'm taking all of this in, right, I'm starting to see that there are three buckets that I take clients through and that I believe, you know, most women go through, at least in my world, as they're growing and changing. And what I call them are healers, managers, and entrepreneurs, okay? That doesn't mean that everybody has that job title of one of those things. It just means they go through those three different stages as they're working with me. And it's so interesting because I 
thought this and I was like, okay, these are three different stages. This is what each stage represents, right? But I wasn't quite honed in on that yet. And it wasn't until I was presenting this to Alyssa Hall, my DEI coach, because every time I have these kind of ideas, her and I kind of beat it up in essence to make sure it is inclusive and diverse and equitable and things of that that sort. And as I'm talking to her about it, I was like, Alyssa, do you think I'm shooting myself in the foot here? Because I really want to work with these three populations as well. I attract them and I want to keep attracting this. And, you know, is it stupid of me to say, well, I work with managers and entrepreneurs and healers as well. And she's like, Lindsay, I don't see this as three different buckets. I see this as a stepping stool of someone goes to healer, then they go to manager, then they go to entrepreneur. And I was like, yes, that's how I see it too. And so again, I say all of that to say healer is the first step that I take somebody through when they're working with me. And now that I see that even clearer, I see, oh, these are the things I really need to make sure that we heal in the first part of coaching as we go through Awaken Woman, which that process alone does a lot of this healing, but I need to really intentionally make sure we heal this stuff so they can move on and be in the manager level and then the entrepreneur level. Again, even if they're not at that job title, it's an energy frequency of that, okay? So I wanna just talk through too what I see as the difference between these three buckets just because I think that will give you more clarity and will allow us to start to talk more about the healer stuff, okay? So I'm gonna end with healer because obviously we're gonna dig deepest into there, but entrepreneur to me is the highest energy frequency and they're really at a headspace of like, I'm a boss kind of thing and I'm my own boss. So even again, if they're not owning their own business, that's how they operate in the world. And so they're coming into things of like, I own this place, like they have a very high confidence level. As I keep saying this energy frequency thing, you can just feel that off of them. The ultimate entrepreneur to me in a lot of ways are like what we see on Shark Tank, right? You know, I was just listening to a podcast interview with Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban definitely has that entrepreneur energy, right? Is like, yeah, I own this place. He's very confident in himself. What comes out of his mouth, he's very sure of. He speaks very clearly, but you can tell he's also having a lot of fun in that. And so that's what I'm really getting at here with that entrepreneur energy. They really go out and they're able to give the world the best of them because they've done so much healing of their own to be able to get to that place. And so again, even if they don't own their own business, they view the world as their business and themselves as a brand. And that's how they're operating in the world. And they make really big impacts because of that. They really have no ceiling anymore because again, they've done so much healing to get to that place. So that's my entrepreneur bucket, right? Then we have manager. Manager, they're at a place where they are working to, in essence, like heal a lot of masculine energy. And so they're learning how to work without burnout, learning how to thrive in their role. They want to learn how to lead like them, not how somebody else taught them, you know, books or corporations or whatever. It's like, how do I want to lead? And again, this doesn't mean you actually have to be in a, quote unquote, leadership or manager role, you're just in this headspace of life, right? And you want to lead where your people really love you and not in a way of like, oh, I want to please my people, but just that you're so good as a manager, your people 
feel really seen and heard and loved and held by you in that energy. You also, because of that, you like attract some really great people in your life. If you truly are in a manager role, you're attracting the best talent to you. And you've kind of learned the system, because I teach a lot of this, of, ooh, here's who I need to attract for this role in my life, be it personal or professional, right? Because you know some of the assessments that I teach and you, you start to pick up on energy, even if it's not conscious of like, oh, this is the person for this job. And so you're starting to build that brand, you're starting to attract the best opportunities, but again, you're, you're looking at how can I work at this higher level and not burn myself out and how can I lead like me and shed all of the beliefs and the programming in essence that I've been taught of how I need or should be leading, okay? So that's my manager bucket. And then I have my healer bucket, right? So the big thing with healers is a lot of times when they're coming to me, they are burned out because they've likely been in healer professions, can't get that word out. And let's face it, a lot of these professions, especially right now, are in the shitter. Teaching and nursing especially. The way that we treat these professions I'm not gonna go on a soapbox, but I gotta go on it for a minute, is fucking disgusting. And we need a huge overhaul in both of these professions. Otherwise, we are fucked as a society. And I am already seeing it more and more in teaching. I have teacher clients, obviously. I live in the Dallas area, which is one of the better school districts from what I'm told in the whole United States. And it is still suffering. Like I went to lunch on Friday with somebody and she was talking about one of her friends who is a teacher in one of the bigger school districts in my area. And she said that she's going to be quitting next year. And what they're already talking about is they're going to be so short staffed on teachers that even at the elementary level. So these are kids that are like five years old to 11 years old will be in lecture style halls with computers and they will not be taught in person. They will be taught online. And instead of like hiring teachers because they can't find them, they're gonna hire people that just have a high school diploma and will be monitors and coming by and being like, hey, so-and-so get on task. And when I heard this, I mean, I got like just a full body response of what the fuck are we doing, right? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible, horrible. It's like, why aren't we waking up to this, right? And I'm really passionate about that too Again, I don't want to spend too much time here because my teachers changed my life. Without some key teachers that I had in first grade and fourth grade and then continuously throughout high school and middle school, I would not be the woman that I am today, hands down. Absolutely not even near that. Those teachers, I really believe, especially my first and my fourth grade teacher, showed me my power when I could not see it. And had they not been in my life, I don't know if I would be here today, to be completely honest with you. And so I'm extremely passionate about teachers. Um, Not many people know this, but I do give scholarships every year, and I tend to give a lot of scholarships to teachers because I am very passionate about helping teachers. But going back to this whole healer thing, right? So they're coming to me and they're healing from burnout because typically, as I said, the profession that they're in has 
led them to being that and they're at a place they're like okay Lindsay I you know there's aspects of being a healer that I love also I want to make more money at this because I'm not being honored in my job and I am working like a dog okay even if we look at this from like an artist's perspective I've had a handful of artists over the years it's the same thing as like I know I'm a really great photographer why can I not get more people to, you know, buy my stuff, right? And so really what I'm teaching them as we're coaching together is finding their purpose because they identify as a healer. They just don't know where to go with it. And so they're like, what is it at the deeper level here? A lot of times too, they're just so stuck on a job title, like, well, I'm a nurse. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't matter what job you have. Let's go deeper and look at your life purpose. And then finding their gifts and doing a lot of healing, a lot, a lot, a lot of healing at this level with boundaries, taking a lot of self-care. And then from that, when they have that healing, at least enough of it, it's then helping them build their ideal life helping them see, hey, you need to help yourself as much as you do others around them. And what's really tricky at this level too is a lot of healer professions require a decent amount of schooling. And so they come to me and they're like, yeah, but Lindsay, I, you know, got an undergrad and then I, you know, did this and I did that. And I don't want to leave my job. I've spent so much money here. I spent so much time here. And so we have to start to get strategic of how are we going to shift that schooling in a way where you're still going to maximize that and honor that, but you're still going to be honoring yourself in that process. And then two, we have to heal some trauma around shitty relationships because a lot of healers get themselves into shitty relationships. Okay. And I just want to make it very clear if it hasn't been, I've been in all three of these buckets. And I do think that these three buckets too, you can grow into the next one, but then there are still some things that come with you that that maybe you moved on to the next bucket, but like you still need some cleanup from the last one. Makes sense, right? It's kind of like if you were on a volleyball team and they're like, okay, well, you're at this level. We're going to move you up to the next level, but that doesn't mean you still don't need to work on your serves, right? Your serves still need some work. Same thing, yeah? So yeah, I say all that to say this is definitely a process where you go step one healer, step two manager, step three entrepreneur. And some people, they just stay at whatever step and that's totally cool too. But we've got to heal from the trauma of the shitty relationships. And sometimes we have to get them out of shitty relationships because they're still in them, okay? And then too, we also have to do some money mindset work because they've been working like a dog for so little money for so long that they're like mind blown at the thought of making more than 100K per year or, you know, a little bit above that, right? And so we have to do all of that work. Okay, so I explained hopefully very well to you the three different buckets there, right? We've got the healer, we got the manager, we got the entrepreneur. So you're like, Lindsay, you're here to heal the healer. That's what you're saying you're going to do today. I am. All right. So what are we going to do here? What do I think is the very first step to healing the healer is first to recognize, oh, I'm in the healer bucket and to accept too, I am a healer. I am somebody, again, who wants to alleviate distress. I want to repair or mend something. And I'm likely already doing that, be it in my profession or just my way of being. Yes. Yes. And so what has to start 
is what many call codependent behaviors. You got to see what those are and you got to make some shifts to alleviate those as much as possible. As I said, you know, I was in this mastermind. I saw a big difference between those near the seven figure level and where I'm at. And what I saw is that they were in the entrepreneur mindset. And even I would play in that realm and the manager realm, I had definitely done a ton of healing there and I could kind of pass through that and be an entrepreneurship level, right? But I had a lot of cleanup still from the healer level. Remember how I said you can like move volleyball teams, but you still need to work on your serve? There were some things I still needed to work on. And one of the big things is, again, this codependency bullshit. And so, you know, you can look up codependency all you want. You'll see common codependent behaviors. I'll list some of them here. It's things like loving people that you can pity and rescue and really like seeing that, oh, I have to, in essence, like help these people. And so you tend to, again, attract relationships where you're like the healer and everywhere you go. And I started to see this more and more in the past few months. And I was getting called out on it too in my coaching of my coach, Julia, saying, Lindsay, that's not your problem. Lindsay, this business is your business. Why is it that you're giving XYZ to other people when this business was built for you and you're the one that's showing up and putting money on the line and, you know, doing all the things that you've done over the years. And I had to just sit back and be like, you're right. Holy shit. Here we are still in codependent behavior. And even in my personal life too, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends and those relationships that I was in, in a personal level, there was an aspect of coaching involved. And on the flip of that, I was really trying to manifest my coaching clients and to friends. And I had to sit back at one point and be like, Lindsay, your clients are not your friends. It is not in the benefit for them for you to even try to put them in that bucket, even though you may want that and they may want that, they have hired a coach, a coach to tell them hard things, a coach to hold them in their feelings, a coach to problem solve with them. And you need to be as neutral as possible in that relationship. Otherwise, if you have any kind of attachment in there of, oh, I don't wanna make her mad, or, you know, oh, I want her to do this XYZ thing for me down the road, be it buy my program or do this other thing, that is not okay. And I really started to see too, like in therapy, you know, they have so many regulations and one of them is very clear boundaries around you are not friends with your clients. In fact, I think it's like you have to wait eight years or something to then even start to form a friendship. You can't really even have any other relationship with them outside of therapy. So like you can't hire them to come, you know, like clean your house or whatever. It's just they're your client. That's the end of it. And I started to just really see the benefit of that. And I started to experience it too, because I was in a coaching relationship with a coach where we had many hats. And I started to see how I believe unconsciously she was coaching me in a way to benefit her 
I don't think she meant to do it this way. Um, And it even got to a point where I would consider it gaslighting. But she, you know, again, we had multiple hats, right? And so it got kind of messy in that. So I started to see again as like, Lindsay, your clients are not your friends. And on the flip of that too is like, you know, you need to have friends that aren't coming to you for help. They're just there to enjoy you and you're there to enjoy them. And yeah, you help each other out once in a while, but it's not like you have this responsibility to them to help them. You're there in a mutual relationship. And I really started to think about how few mutual relationships I have been in in my life because most relationships, especially at that present moment earlier this year was like, yeah, I'm basically like a mother in one sense or another to all of these people, okay? And that's not okay, right? And so again, I just started to make that very simple shift of, okay, everything I'm going into now, how am I benefiting from this as much as they are, yes? And I even started to see this with clients. You know, I've talked about this on other episodes is I started to get really clear of, I'm only gonna take on clients who serve me as much as I serve them. And you may be like, well, Lindsay, you said you didn't want attachment, right? I know when somebody walks in that door, my you know online door, and they're like, hey, Lindsay, I think I wanna coach with you. I know within the first 30 minutes, if not sooner, is this person going to get the results that they want? Am I the person to take them there? And there was a period of time that it was really stretchy. I was like, oh, I think we can do it. And then, you know, they got results. And I think most of them would say that they were happy, but we didn't kill it. We didn't. And that's in a different place now with my clients is my clients now, they're killing it. They are killing it because I'm only taking on people who, again, I'm like, okay, I'm going to benefit from this as much as you are because you're going to get great results. That's going to feed into me energetically. And then you're going to obviously give me these testimonials, hopefully, if not, no big deal. But, you know, again, it's like this energetic cycle between us. And so if you just start with that question alone of how am I benefiting from this? Am I benefiting as much as they are? And look at that in every relationship you have professionally and personally, you're going to start to see ooh, here are some things that need to change. Like I had to make some big changes in my business because I've, again, I've talked about this on other episodes. I have really struggled over the years with paying myself. Like what the fuck, right? Now it's like I finally have broken that barrier. And again, it went back to some of this codependent shit of like, oh no, I'll pay you to do this. I really wanna help you out in your business and I wanna help you grow. And yeah, you know, and I saw the benefit in my myself for some of these things, right, obviously, but I was still giving more than what I was getting in return and I was making decisions sometimes that weren't in my best interest to help somebody else out. And I think some of that is beautiful and amazing, right? And we're so heavily taught like others before yourself and be a servant leader and all that. And that can have really beautiful results. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but I think some of us take that messaging to the extreme. 
and we start to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to put you before myself and I'm going to help you out and I'm going to do these things. And then what happens is, again, we don't serve ourselves. And so then we start to get to a place where we're burnt out and we're overextended. We even have maybe some money things to clean up, relationship things to clean up because we're getting taken advantage of or we're not honoring ourselves in that. And so it's just, it's really tricky. You know, it's so interesting too, because as I've started to see these three buckets, I even see like some of my current one-on-one clients who on paper have titles like manager or CEO or entrepreneur, but they're in their healer bucket right now. And we are cleaning this up. And I see time and time again now with all of my one-on-one clients, except for a few, I will say there have been some, some outliers, most of them we have to clean up this healer stuff. That's the first thing we clean up. And then some of them stay there for a while and they need more healing around that. And then some of them are able to move on. And I will say too, you know, you can dig into codependency behavior all you want. I was trying to find an expert for the show too to do a whole episode on it. And I just haven't found anyone I resonate with. But do your own research on it and you'll see where codependency comes from. You'll see even more the behaviors that are considered codependent. And I'll just give you kind of a spoiler alert. Codependency comes from a parent not honoring you and you having to put a parent's needs before your own. And so then you just kind of grow up as like, oh, okay, well, I'll put my stuff on the back burner or it won't just won't be on the burner at all. And, you know, everybody else will get their needs met and you in essence become like this rescuer time and time and time again. So the goal here is to shift from being a rescuer to being an empowerer right? And to model my needs come first. Here's how I'm going to model that. And here's how I'm going to live that way. And that alone in itself is a lot of healing and work for some of us, myself included. Because as I said, it's been really hard to pay myself and I've had my business eight years. Yeah, eight effing years. Now I've paid myself along the way, but definitely not at the level that I needed to be. So it's, it's a journey, right? And it takes time, right? But it kind of goes back to what I said on a recent episode, are you outgrowing someone? I said, you always hold the energetic bar and they always have the opportunity to meet that bar. And it's not your job for you to heal them, to, you know, be the rescuer, to get them to that bar, unless they come to you and say, Lindsay, or whatever your name is, but I think about myself, Lindsay, I need your help. I want to up level. And that's where, again, like, I have those coaching clients, right? And so I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I will take that on for you. But I also still in that, I have had many years of my career up until very recently where it's like, your goal is my goal. And it's just as important to me as my goals. And in the past few months, I've really released that more and more of, you know, I'm here as your guide. And I really train that in my clients now from the start is like, you are the hero. I'm the guide that guides you to these things and that's my role in your life and we talk about the difference of the two of that. And also in my personal relationships, you know, I see so often, I see this the most in my marriage of, oh, if only, if only I could coach you, oh, right? And I have to catch myself in that and be like, no, Lindsay, this is supposed to be a near equal partnership. If that's not a near equal partnership for you, 
you know, we need to talk about that, but you're not here to change him or rescue him or get him to grow. You know, that's on him. And you're just two people coming together in that. And you just focus on yourself. That's something I'm telling myself over and over and over again as I'm continually doing this healing work as a healer of, Lindsay, think about yourself. Think about yourself. Think about yourself. All right. And yeah, I mean, just making that shift alone of thinking about myself, of saying, how is this benefiting me has been so, so, so so huge. You know, there's a question that I ask often with clients who come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know how to solve this problem that I'm facing. And I ask in the ideal world, how would this go down in essence? Like how, what would be your result? And then we start to make decisions from that place. And as healers, so many times we don't think about that, right? We think, okay, I know what everybody else needs. So I'm going to give them what they need. And then then at the end, you're like, oh, shit, what about me? You know, again, I said I made some big decisions in my business recently because I am so used to going to people and saying, what do you want? And I'm so good at asking questions to get them extreme clarity about what it is that they want. And then when they tell me what it is they want, I'm like, okay, I sit with it for a minute. Can I deliver that? And, you know, most times I would be able to say, yeah, I can deliver that. But I've also had to ask myself, do I want to deliver that? Do I want to put in the work to deliver it for that person? Are they working as hard for me as I am for them? And if not, then this is a codependent relationship, right? And as I said earlier, a lot of times in these codependent relationships, we are secretly wanting something out of that, be it their growth, be it something else, right? And if they don't deliver that to us, we get resentful. And again, I was starting to see this come up with my clients, sometimes especially those in my mastermind because we had been coaching together for many years, that when things would go down in my personal life, like for example, my son being in the hospital in June, there were some clients that didn't say a word to me about that. And I was really hurt by it. I was like, my son is in the hospital. I've canceled all my calls for the week. Where is a message or something? And that's where, again, I had to catch myself and be like, Lindsay, these are not your friends. Okay? These are not your friends. They are your clients. Take it with neutrality and say, hmm, that's interesting. They didn't say anything. Where is it that that's showing up for other areas of their life where they're not showing up for people or saying kind of these social graces that we all say to each other, how could that be holding them back and coaching them from that aspect, right? So I say that because, you know, as healers, especially if we have a healing profession, we tend to want to take what we do at work and put it everywhere else in our lives too. And so like teachers, for example, right? They're just walking teachers pretty much wherever they go a lot of times. That's why teachers' kids tend to be like the smartest in the class because what do teacher parents do? They go home and they teach their kids, right? And so while some of that is beautiful and amazing and awesome, also you have to kind of check yourself and check your boundaries and leave stuff at the door. I saw this a lot, as I mentioned, with my son in the hospital. You know, he was in a children's hospital. We were in intensive care for a few days. Those nurses have impeccable boundaries from what I witnessed. They would go in because we were in these, we weren't even in rooms. It was like one big hallway and there were curtains. 
they would go into somebody's room and so I would witness most of it and do life-saving techniques on some of these children and then just walk out and go about their day and I'm like holy shit right now knowing nursing behind the scenes based off my clients and what I've soon discovered is they may appear sometimes like they got it all together, but then they go home and they drink and they smoke and other things come up for them. So I'm very aware of some of that. But from what I witnessed, they seem to have some pretty impeccable boundaries of like, okay, I'm going to do my best in this moment because this is my job, but then I'm going to leave that at the door and who I am as a healer gets thrown into my work in certain ways. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, Lindsay, if I don't have a profession that's healing, where am I going to throw that energy to? And that's where, again, it becomes some work you need to do to figure out your life purpose, to figure out your gifts, and to do some your own healing because that becomes a very natural progression regardless of what kind of profession you have. You're like, oh, okay, I know my life purpose. Like, this is just part of my energetic BO in essence is what we call it. Because remember, as I said, you go from healer to manager to entrepreneur. And even if you don't claim those titles for yourself, that's where you eventually evolve to. And when you get to that entrepreneur status, you're still a healer, right? You're still giving things to the world that heals them. Like if we go back to my Mark Cuban example, Mark just started this website where you can get prescription drugs for extremely cheap. He is doing healing in the world. Absolutely, right? Even if we go beyond him and this website, just the the feedback he gives on Shark Tank sometimes is healing. You know, even as hard as it is for some people to hear, it's, it's healing the world. It's moving things forward. It's solving problems. Remember, if we go back to our definition we started this whole thing with, with what is a healer, you know, they're repairing something. They're alleviating distress. Mark's absolutely doing that, but he's also serving himself in that process and he's having a hell of a lot of fun in the process, all right? So that's what you can eventually evolve to. And as I said, I take clients through this process and I have been for years. I just see it now of, okay, we gotta heal the healer in essence. Then we've gotta clear up some things in the manager bucket and then we get you to that entrepreneur status. All right, I gave you a lot today. I hope you have some things to chew on. And if you ever have any questions about anything that I've shared, you can always reach out to me via email. Email is hello at lindsayepreston.com. I welcome your emails. If you follow me on social, you're always welcome to DM me. Yes, I am the one that checks the DMs at this point in time. And I would love to hear from you. So that's all I have for you today, my friends. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy
And of course, share the show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.